1: Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer. I continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU, and since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to ex- examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So on this uh, bolstery Monday morning in Washington, D.C., I am joined in studio uh, by Drew McCormick. She is the executive beverage director for Pizza Paradiso. And via phone, um, Michael Stein, a very frequent guest of the show, I don't know where you and Bill DeBond are on your competition. I've kind of lost track of count here. but
0: um, I've caught up to him. He's I've ca- caught up.
1: Okay. You know he was on the show like last week, right?
0: I know. I'm okay. coming. I'm you're, coming for the number there. one spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Michael Stein wears many, many hats. Um, but I would say he's a beer historian, an excellent beer writer, and the uh, founder and president of Lost Loggers. Um, so thank you two for, the, for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, so, uh, the listeners are familiar with Michael Stein. I want to uh, talk a little bit about Drew here. Um, so, what does it look like? You've so Pizza Paradiso, and for people who don't know what Pizza Paradiso mm-hmm. is, this was a pizza restaurant that was opened in 1991, originally in Dupont Circle. You move to Pea Street, then you have a lot of locations. Now there's one in Georgetown, there's one in Hyattsville, Spring Valley, Alexandria. Yep, yep. Still on P Street. Um, so it's pizza and other amazing food. And then there's an epic beer program. And every location you're looking at anywhere from 12 to 16 tabs. You've got cask ale and 200 bottles On the list. And so you are in charge of all the beer?
2: Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Yep.
1: Um, So what does that, you know,
2: what do you like about it? Um, I love the person to person interaction piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I miss about the job that I'm in now is I'm not behind the bar quite so much. Okay. Um, I don't know that I would want to be a full time bartender again, but I do miss that um, sort of dedicated interaction time with customers. Um,
1: I love beer, so that helps. That does help. Um, That's your life right now, so that <laughs> yeah. does help. But what does um, so the way you know? What is the way that you organize um, mm-hmm. the list? You know what what are what are some things that you are looking for when you're when you're filling the when you're filling the list?
2: Well, each one of the five locations has its own little personality. Okay. Um, so sometimes it's oh, we had that boozy insane stout on here and it kind of disappeared let's see if we can try it again and see if the same thing happens mm-hmm. um even in the middle of the summer you know so it's a little bit of trial and error experimentation and then just kind of talking to your staff knowing the customers and then at, like also pushing the envelope a little bit you know if we just give you what you like all the time you're never going to try anything new mm-hmm. um so the draft list is a fun place to kind of Push that a little bit more because you know if somebody needs it there's a safer bottle option for them um, but yeah just figuring out each location and feeling everybody out and you know sometimes just trying things just because
1: Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing that I love about Pizza Paradiso is you always have, like, a nice local selection. You have a really amazing, um, you know, international selection. And then you have, like, a fun balance of, you know, super easy drinking and then really, really rare and really special. Um, so you can, you know, you've got a lot of choices. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, That's exactly what we're going so for. So I love so it. Thank you. So you brought some <laughs> treats for us today um, to drink maybe one on air yeah what you like. you wanna, which one do you want to drink here would you bring so i brought some things i thought might be nice for breakfast yeah um, we,
2: we record live at the line hotel <laughs> at 11 a.m uh so we have a milk stout from maine that might be nice um mm-hmm. stones berliner vice which was actually brewed in berlin which is exciting um and then we're going to be talking about dc brow a little bit later so i brought their uh
1: fruity ipl not my department nice Awesome. You want to do this? Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's do So um, the one that we're opening, which one is this? This is the Milk this is Aus- Stout? Austin Street Milk Stout. Austin Street Milk Stout from Maine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very cool. Mike, we're going to pour some out for you.
0: Oh, man. I'm having serious Port- FOMO right now. <laughs> we're
1: going to pour some out into our mouths for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous.
1: I'm so sorry. So um, Pizza Paradiso, you guys always have really fun events going on. Um, so something that is coming up is, uh, a homebrew competition. Mm-hmm. So you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Drew, do you want to lead or?
2: Uh, yeah, I can start with some of the inspirational stuff and then maybe you can get into
1: technical stuff. Great. You okay.
0: give the inspiration. I'll give the tech. <laughs> all
1: right. And when you're inspiring, Really inspire. Okay? Okay. Um, So
2: we're hosting a homebrew competition, which Mm -hmm. the competition itself will take place on April 27th um, at our Georgetown location downstairs in the game room. Um, And it's an exciting thing for us to sort of connect with the homebrewing community in a way that Paradiso hasn't really done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just really wanted to highlight the amazing people that are in that community in the area. Um, And then kind of take it and see if we could scale it up and make a big thing out of it. Um, And I imagine as a home brewer seeing your beer on a menu would be kind of an amazing thing. Um, So the competition will be a combination of a judging panel and then also a popular vote. And the first, second, and third place will get some sort of a prize. Mm -hmm. Um, And first place will also get the opportunity to scale up their recipe with DC Brow,
1: um, which will then be poured across the Paradiso locations. Wow. That is an impressive first prize. And you're doing this with um, Brewers United for Real Potables? Or no, is that... That uh, is D.C. D.C. Home D.C. Brew. DC Homebrew, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. DC Homebrew, okay. So DC Homebrew Club we've had on the show a couple times. An excellent, amazing group of people. Um, that's a really cool opportunity to to see your beer, you know, on draft and, and to be able right? to make it in yeah. in a large amount. That's um, that's amazing. Do you have any? Is there? Let's snap over to oh, the yeah. technical side. <laughs> what are some requirements for these uh, entries?
0: Sure. So um, the requirement is that the beer need be an IPA or pale ale. Um, and we're, we're specifying beers not weaker than 4% alcohol by volume and not stronger than 7% alcohol by volume. Um, so with the April competition, um, you know, April, the weather's still kind of all over the place in D.C., but by the time this beer is released, uh, hopefully, you know, over the summer by um July, Petria Paradiso uh has done their July PA uh in the past. So we're hoping for a hoppy offering. Um the hops that we're looking to use be- because this will be scaled up at DC Brow um per Jeff Hancock and Brandon Skull co-founders uh request that, that the brewers use Columbus Willamette, Falconer's Flight, Amarillo, Tradition, Copper, Chinook, Zotz, Centennial, Mosaic, Tetnang, and or East Kent Goldings. So that's quite a, <laughs> that's quite a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go to Petria Paradiso's website, it's all uh, it's available there. Um, it's also available on the D.C. Homebrewers Facebook page. Um, Drew was great in, in helping suggest that the beer name should follow the Brewers Association's guidelines in the marketing, marketing and advertising code. So, you know, the, the B.A., the Brewers Association, comes up with a sort of uh, best practices. And because we, we, we want to give... We're looking for the best name for, for some of these beers. We we would hope that the naming conventions follow their marketing and advertising code. well
1: um, oh, so they and, have to they not only have to come up with an um, uh, excellent IPA or pale ale, but it also has to have a clever name.
0: That's right, <laughs> and <laughs> if you know, it's a good way to hedge your bets because if you're like. This pale is good, but I don't know if it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Maybe the name is excellent, and you could win <laughs> for best name, um, which I have to credit Drew for because, you know, <laughs> she wanted to honor the brewer's chops, with, you know, whoever wins based on their product, but also who wins based on their name. And I, I think that's a really good, uh, good idea. We actually used to do that at the D.C. Brow um, Employees Brewing Contest, and we dropped the best name last year, so I'm really nice. I'm really glad to see it returning in the uh, Pizzeria Paradiso uh, homebrew contest here. Um, and so, yeah, so the first winner will scale up uh, at Brown, and you can get to do it at all Paradiso locations. We, uh, we had some questions on the D.C. Homebrewers' uh, Facebook page about, um, about yeast, whether or not uh, wild yeast like Britannomyces can be used, and they shouldn't be used just because in the final batch, uh, to quote Brandon Skull, no, Brett, please. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> so the final beer will likely be using Chico yeast uh, or US05 um, American ale yeast. Um, but adding to that, Jeff Hancock, um, President uh, Brewmaster, added that uh, New England IPA and kettle salad should be okay. Unfortunately, nothing involving Brett, though. So that is an option. But, um, again, the confines are up to seven. As low as four percent ABV, uh, with all those hops mentioned, and then the, the commercial product will will use uh, Chico ale yeast, the American ale yeast the sort of house strain at DC Brow.
1: And they don't they don't have to use all of those hops; they can use some. No,
0: no, it could be a smash beer. So in the you know in the homebrew world, we brew these beers called smash beers. Uh, in the commercial world as well, but single malt and single hops. Mm -hmm. And, of course, being in D.C., we love our acronyms. So (laughs) uh, an example that the D.C. Homebrews Club just did was uh, a Pilsner and Sterling. So one malt, Pilsner malt, Mm -hmm. one hop, Sterling. And we had a wide range of styles. I made an English pub ale with, like, a two-hour boil. So it went from a pale beer to more of an amber beer. We had somebody brew uh, with rice. They did like a classic American lager. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the palest beer out of all the... Somebody did a, a Berliner that was all uh, Pilsner and Sterling, and that was very beautifully sour, kettled sour. Nice. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was up to, you know, the brewer's palate. We're, we're kind of setting uh, the confines on, on the brewing, but, you know, recipe development is 100% up to the brewer, and and how he or she executes their uh, their beer coming out of their, their cellar, so to speak.
1: So um, do, do the people who enter have to be members of the D.C. Homebrewers Club?
0: No, that's a great question. Absolutely not. You mentioned Burp. You can be a Burp member, a D.C. Homebrewer, or you can be uh, a GDI, a goddamn independent. <laughs> okay,
1: so <laughs> you, you did mention Burp, and I was... <laughs> I love the name. Uh, so this is Brewers United for Real Potables. And for yes. listeners who, who don't know this, wh- give it give us a give us an explanation here.
0: Yeah, they're a long-standing stalwart of the homebrewing uh, community. And basically, before we had commercial breweries, you know, DC Brow opened in 2011. Um, before Three Stars, Atlas, everybody, uh, Burp was the club for sort of beer aficionados. And they're a very interesting club in that they have um, uh, a diverse membership, a lot of uh, men and women, but they tend to skew um, towards the older generation, whereas D.C. homebrewers tend to be younger millennials. So they really are kind of like the keepers of the faith of the grassroots um, D.C. beer culture, if you will. Um, And a lot of sort of famous, you know, um, uh I shouldn't say famous, but now well-known brewers either were Burp members, are Burp members, or have gone to, uh, you know, some of the festivals and events that Burp has hosted throughout the years. So they're really just, they're stewards of the beer culture, I would say, in, in the D.C. metro area.
1: Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break, uh, but we'll be right back uh, with Beer Me on Full Service Radio, chatting with Mike Stein and Drew McCormick. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. BOOM! <laughs> Welcome back to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recorded live at the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I'm joined in studio by Michael Stein, man about town, beer historian, and uh, president of Lost Loggers, and Drew McCormick, uh, executive beverage director at Pizza Paradiso uh, all over Washington, D.C., Maryland, <laughs> and Virginia, uh, pouring all kinds of amazing beer and making all kinds of amazing pizza. So... We're talking about uh, this homebrew competition that Pizza Paradiso will be hosting um, in cahoots with the DC (laughs) Homebrewers Club. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't think of a better word. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about two parts of homebrew competitions, because we haven't really focused on this in the show. Mm -hmm. And that is the first part of entering your beer into a homebrew competition. What that's like as a homebrewer, what that looks like, what that feels like, and then the judging aspect, um, you know, judging competitions, especially homebrew competitions, you know what you're what you're looking to do. So, have either of you entered homebrew into competitions? I have not. Okay, Mike.
0: I have. I have.
1: So, what's that like? What does it? What does the process look like? Um, and then also, what does it feel like?
0: It's challenging, okay. and um, it can wreck your ego if yeah. you have a big ego because. Um, you know, the, the judging is, is um, sanctioned by the BJCP, the Beer Judges Certificate Program. And, you know, it's, it's a bunch of people around a table, men and women critiquing your beer, um, trying to find flaw in it. And if there is no flaw, let's say, in the flavor, you know, if it's a pale ale, maybe it's too dark. And then you don't get all your points. So it's a point-based system. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to points, they have comments. But um, when I was young and I, and I started homebrewing about, uh, let's see, in, in 2006, so like 13 years ago, um, I really was like, oh, let me get the medals, because the competition is how you earn medals, right? And it's like, oh, man, I want, those, I want those awards. And then you quickly discover that a beer that you find is fantastic, the judges might think is, is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therein kind of lies the rub of uh, brewing to style. Your beer, you know, let's say you brew a pale ale, well, it can't be... Uh, It can't be 9% or it can't be 2% ABV because it's outside of the pale ale style guidelines, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, you know, I I think in terms of uh, beer for competition, what I eventually did was just brew it and kind of judge it as it was done fermenting, tasting along like, oh, this is good. There's good yeast character. I don't need to do anything except uh, just, you know, carbonate it and bottle it and send it off or oh, this, this is kind of meh. It needs some hops. Let's dry hop it. Yeah. And, and not think about, like, oh, I'm going to brew a pale ale. Like, no, I'm going to brew beer, and I'm going to let this beer speak to me and tell me what it is. <laughs> There's kind of um, two ways to think about it. But competitions are a great, uh, a great way to get, get feedback on your beer, especially if you're brewing somewhere remotely, not, um, not in a city like D.C., which has a strong homebrewing culture. You know, if you're out um, in some remote location, you can send your beer to the D.C., a Homebrewers Cherry Blossom competition. We have this yearly competition and get feedback, um, you know, on your beer and maybe win prizes, similar to the, to the Paradiso competition. But obviously this is, you know, Pizza P working with D.C. Homebrewers and D.C. Brow. So it's a little bit different than the sort of standard Homebrewers uh, competition.
1: So essentially, so just to recap here, when you're brewing a beer for competition, you are brewing it as close to the style as possible. That's right. And when you're just brewing, you know, a competition where there are no constraints or anything like that, you can kind of brew whatever you want. You can be as creative as you want. But those competitions look different.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's like more
1: subjective. So, for example, so I have an app on my phone. This is the um, Beer Judge Certification Program app. And basically you can click on any style. So, for example, I clicked on Dark Mild. So it tells you aroma, low to moderate malt aroma, and may have some fruitiness. the malt expression can take on a wide range. appearance, copper to dark brown, flavor, you know it, it goes through what it needs to look like, what the flavor needs to be, how the mouthfeel yep. needs to feel, overall impression, um, And then, you know, of course, it goes through the history and what the ingredients should be, and, and that kind of thing. So well. these judges are judging based on these specific character characters whatever.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. S- so and that- in the bottom corner of Dark Mild, you have 3 to 3.8% ABV. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're at 2.8 or 3.9 ABV, it's technically not a Dark Mild, right? That's really exacting. ABV 3 to 3.8. If it's higher or lower, it's out of the style category.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know... Um, so what do the competitions look like where... Um, you can just kind of brew whatever you
0: want. They kind of look like the final rounds. Um, <clears throat> after the judging is a best of show. Mm-hmm. And so in there, you've got, you know, Dark Mild, your 3.2 beer going up against a Russian Imperial Stout, a 10.2 beer. Um, so it's a little more, I don't say willy nilly, but it's less organized in that. It's a little more subjective. Yeah, here's the mild table, here's the stout table. We can judge these against other dark milds. We can judge the imperial stouts against other stouts. It's every man, woman, child for themselves, Okay. Basically.
1: You know, yeah. I'd be interested to see a child home brewer, yeah, right? some kind of beer <laughs> project. Well, they can legally <laughs> brew, they
0: just can't drink it. Can
1: oh, they can, that's right. That's right, as long as they can read directions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and as, as far as judging goes, um, you know, I am not a certified beer judge. Um, Drew, no. no. Mike, no. 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 Um, but I've judged brewing competitions, not homebrew competitions. Um, and it's very stressful.
2: Yeah. I judged once at the DC Brow homebrewers competition. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you find yourself, we sort of started talking amongst ourselves and you you start talking about what you think they intended to do or how you can taste a little bit of something here but it's not quite enough but you think it's kind of good and it you know you try to start you start trying to justify sort of what they were doing or yeah i mean giving them the benefit of the doubt i guess um and of course there are other things that just sort of knock your socks off but
1: i mean it's just it seems and, and there are these competitions where you know let's say you're you're judging you know let's say you're judging uh pale Iles again um, you know you'll be going to these competitions and you'll get like a row of like you know 10, 20 glasses. Um, and just from like a tasting perspective, like it's exhausting for your palate it's exhausted for your nose. you know you can have as many crackers and as much water as you can, <laughs> but I mean, at some point it's just your senses are um, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I don't know I find it I find it a little a little stressful tense. It's a little, and it's I, a little you, bit like work. Yeah, like it makes it more like yeah. Work. <laughs> you know, anytime I see somebody like posting pictures like so excited to be judging, I'm like, are you?
2: <laughs> are you actually excited to be judging?
1: Um, yeah, because I, I just feel like it's it's you know it's exhaustive. And then you know, from what I understand, when you're you know starting the process of becoming a certified beer judge um, they pair you up with very 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 experienced judges so like they'll pair the, the newbies up with the with the oldies or the elders or whatever <laughs> and um, so that you know those palates can kind of learn from each other um, and it's just I mean it's fascinating the whole practice uh, so you guys uh, have some judges lined up or is that still in the works Still
2: in the works. Mm -hmm. Um, It will likely be a combination of someone on behalf of Paradiso, someone on behalf of the D.C. Homebrewers Club, Mm -hmm. and then someone on behalf of D.C. DC Brow. Nice. And we might round it out with a couple more as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But just sort of making sure that it not only tastes good and follows the guidelines that we gave, um, but that it is scalable and sort of everyone's happy with it. Nice. Um, And that'll be... The results from that panel will be com- combined with a popular vote. so Very cool. We'll take the people's opinion,
1: too. <laughs> well, I hope to be there. Um, all right. Well, anything, uh, anything new and exciting coming up for uh, Pizza Paradiso aside from the uh, homebrew competition?
2: Um, on May 18th, mm-hmm. we're doing, um, that'll be the second year. Um, it's called Spring Fest. So we do it in Hydesville. We're fortunate enough in Hydesville to, we share a space um, with Artworks Now. Nice. Um, It's a great organization. Yeah, they do a lot of nice work. And it's been fun having, like, someone next door that we can, you know, trade back and forth with. Mm -hmm. Art for pizza. Um, So (laughs) we're fortunate enough we have a parking lot in the back space behind the building. Um, So we will take it over. No parking for the day. Um, And there'll be a bunch of tents. Bunch of breweries pouring beer. Um, last year we had a lot of arts and craft vendors, um, so we'll likely do that again um, and live music. So,
1: very cool. Yeah. And Mike, any uh, any fun classes coming up for
0: Lost Loggers? Um, pausing classes because I'm making too much commercial beer. That's fair <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, real quick plug. Um, we released our Burton Ale that I brewed with Ron Pattinson at D.C. Brow. I helped Blue Jacket make uh, an Imperial or an Export India Porter, mm. which is kind of like the first black IPA. That was an 1858 beer. So that uh, was on task at Blue Jacket on Friday, and they have cans available if you want to taste uh, 1858 beer history. Um, That's awesome. and then I made some yeah <laughs> made some beer with Lake Anne a 1912 lager that we call Praise the Maze and that'll be out um in April probably not too long before the Paradiso competition mm-hmm. um what else I'm brewing a Berliner Weisse an all barley uh bar- a barley vice if you will with uh, the Powers Farm Brewery out in Virginia on Wednesday so all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm all over the place as usual, but I really would be remiss not to thank Drew and uh, and Mama Ruth and everybody at Pizza <laughs> P for putting this co- uh, contest, competition on, because, you know, Pizza P has worked with some of the greats, the right proper three-stars, Captain Lawrence, but I think, putting you on the spot here, Drew, this mm-hmm. is the first homebrew slash uh, Paradiso slash commercial brewery Correct. venture, yep. is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen without you. Thank you. Well, thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: wouldn't happen without all of us. Takes a village. Yeah, takes true. a beer village. True that. It's the best kind of village. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a reminder, uh, next weekend we have the Brewers Ball. Um, we talked about that last week with uh, Bill Debon a little bit. Um, and uh, did you guys hear the news about Atlas uh, opening up a new oh. brewery? I saw a headline, but I didn't.
2: And dive into it. Yeah. They're uh, my
0: new local. I don't have to choose between Gordon Beersh and Blue Jacket. I now have a third uh, (laughs) Korean Navy Yard. It's amazing.
1: So, what? That'll, um, what, in 2020, I believe? Yeah,
0: 2020, yeah. uh, Half Street. Yeah, so right next to the ballpark. And uh, I think that'll actually then be the the closest to the ballpark before Gordon Beersh and Blue Jacket.
1: Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. I can't wait. I would love that. That'll be amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you too for coming on the show. I thank appreciate you. it. Always a pleasure, Mike and Drew. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, I've been a big fan of Pizza Paradiso for many, many, oh, many years. You. So yeah. I remember, and this is a, sorry, tangent <laughs> real quick. When I was, uh, so I grew up in this area uh-huh. and when we were, you know, in like middle school, high school, if we got to go to like Pizza Paradiso in Georgetown and then go shopping oh we were cool good then yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, always great. always will hold a special place in my heart well thank you uh, yeah. all right well, so this has been beer me on full service radio recorded live at the line hotel. I am your host Sarah Jane. If you have any questions comments concerns, or requests, uh, reach out to us on Instagram at beer me radio or via email beer radio at gmail.com. We will uh, see you next week. Cheers.
0: Cheers.